0: Well, good morning, Resurrection Presbyterian Church, and anyone else who may be joining us online. I am Jared Bryant, the pastor of Resurrection, and if you're new to joining us, this is our last week in a series called Salt and Light, and it comes from when Jesus long ago looked at his followers and said, "'You are the salt of the earth, and you are the light of the world.'" In other words, Jesus is saying, this is what you are to be about as individuals and as a community, that the calling of the church everywhere and of our church in particular is to be a new human community for the good of the world. We are to be a means by which God works to bring hope and healing in our world. But unfortunately, that's not always the case. As we look back, even within a few hundred years after Jesus' death, the the popularity of Christianity grew to such a point that it was gaining influence in Roman society, even to the point where uh, an emperor, Constantine, professed to be a Christian. And there were two movements that happened. First, the church began to look a whole lot like the Roman world. And so money, power, influence, Pleasure. These came to dominate church life so that it stopped looking much like the community that Jesus had died to create and more simply just like the world around them. And second, uh, groups of Christians began to retreat, to, to go literally into the deserts, to form monasteries and communities where they could live out their faith with no hindrance. From the world around them. And those two dangers still haunt us today. On the one hand, there is the danger in the church becoming just like the world. And on the other hand, there is a danger in the church retreating from the world. And and both of these go against Jesus's heart for what the church should be. Remember his words, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand and it gives light to all in the house in the same way let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven so the church is not meant to be a community that is cut off from the rest of the world but the church is also to be different from the world to speak differently to act differently to love differently and over the past 10 weeks we've been sitting at Jesus's feet together as he tells us the kind of people that we are to be in the world. And what we've been seeing is it's not the kind of people that we expect would bring hope and healing to the world. Jesus says it's actually the poor in spirit, it's the meek or the lowly, it's the merciful, it's those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, the the pure in heart, the peacemakers, and even those who suffer for doing what's right. And what we started last week was trying to connect what Jesus says in these Beatitudes to some very real challenges we face in our world right now. So last week we asked the question, what does it look like to be salt and light when it comes to race and injustice? And this week we're going in a different direction, but it's just as difficult. What does it look like for the church to be salt and light when it comes to politics and pandemics. So right now we're in the middle of hurricane season, which to us here in Athens is not a big deal. But if you live near the coast like my parents, it's something that you watch closely every day. You you learn early about weather systems developing hundreds of miles away and you can see it grow from a tropical wave to a tropical depression to a tropical storm to a full-fledged hurricane and the damage can be devastating. And what we are living through right now in our current moment is the collision of two major storm systems, a global pandemic and an election year in American politics. Now, either one of these is a powerful force on its own, but at this moment and the foreseeable future, these two systems have merged and collided, and it's hard to tease them apart. And the two together form a much more powerful system than they do individually. And as we are painfully aware of, there have been a wide variety of responses to the spread of COVID-19 and the government's response, as well as which political party and candidates can best serve our nation for the next four years, and lines are being drawn in the sand, and the message we keep hearing is that you're either for or against us, and you need to choose. And what I want us to see is that as difficult as this time is for all of us, this is also a powerful opportunity for the church to be the church, for us to be light, to be a source of hope and healing. Uh, but the question we face this morning is how? How can we be salt and light during a global pandemic in an election year? And my goal is not to tell you how to vote. My goal is to help us remember some very basic things I believe will shape how we live during this time and how we can be salt and how we can be light. So recently, I've I've been playing tennis a more lot lately, and, and I grew up playing tennis And in the midst of all that's been going on, it's been really helpful break from all the stress. But the other day when I was playing, my tennis game was just not happening. I was hitting as hard as I could, but everything seemed to be just sailing out, not going where I wanted it to. And the friend that I was playing with was watching what I was doing, and he gave me some really helpful advice. Uh, Simple, but good. Slow down and watch the ball. So keep your eye on the ball all the way to the point where it hits your rackets. Focus on that and other things will begin to fall into place. Because if you miss that, you can hit as hard as you want it. Spend as much energy as you want, but it's not going to do what you want it to do. Yes, my technique still needs to improve. Yes, I'm still making mistakes along the way. But if I want to play tennis well, I've got to start at the most basic step right now in our culture there's a lot of energy being expended a lot of anger a lot of shouting a lot of fear and what i want to do in the short time we have together is to dig underneath and remind us of some very basic realities a way of saying keep your eye on the ball because if we don't start here our whole approach to politics and pandemics however much energy or anger we bring to the table will not accomplish what we want nor will it accomplish what God wants. So if you want to be salt and light in the midst of a global pandemic and an election year, you need to remember these two things. Remember who the real king is and remember what his kingdom is really about. Remember who the real king is and remember what his kingdom is really about. So right now there are so many voices that Uh, are shouting, saying, follow me. This is the way you need to go. This is the way to healing. This is the way to power. This is the way to prosperity. This is the way to security. This is the way to justice. This is the way to life. Follow me, follow us. And I don't know about you, but with all the different news outlets and social media platforms, for me, it it can just feel like megaphones all day long saying, listen up, this is important, follow me. And and it's so easy to miss the quieter voice that says, I am the way and the truth and the life. And the voice that says, I am the bread of life. And that says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. The voice that says, "If, if you're thirsty, come to me and drink. And the voice that says, I have come, that you might have life and have it abundantly. And the voice that says, follow me. When it comes to leadership and politics, there tends to be a lot of suspicion. Uh, We have had to learn the hard way that when people come into power, they often use that power for their own gain, their own ends. But when we think of Jesus, the one with absolute power, the one who came with full authority, how did he use his position as the Son of God and true King of the earth. Look at our New Testament lesson. Jesus, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. I love what what Paul Tripp says uh, when he says this, in the center of the kingdom of God, you do not find this gargantuan palace inhabited by an unapproachable king. No, in the center of the kingdom of God is a bloody cross on which hung a broken king who welcomes us as we are. The real king is Jesus, the son of God who loved us and gave himself freely and sacrificially for us, enduring pain, enduring suffering. It is what he came for to bring us back to himself. There is good reason why in the letter to the Hebrews, we are told to fix our eyes on Jesus in the midst of all the craziness, of all the chaos, to fixate our eyes, our attention on him. Do people know us by our allegiance and our trust in Jesus as king? Or do they know us by our allegiance and trust in a political party, or a candidate? Uh, Who do we hope in, and what message are we sending to the world around us? If we want to be salt and light in the midst of politics and pandemics, we must remember who the real king is. But even more than that, we've got to remember what his kingdom is really about. If you go to the beginning of the Gospel of Mark, the very first words we have Jesus saying are this, the time has come. The kingdom of God is near. Repent or return and believe this good news. The good news that Jesus was preaching right from the beginning is that the kingdom of God has come. It's breaking into our world in a way like never before. And this is good news. It's something to be celebrated, to be announced, to be shared, and to call people to to live in and return to. But when Jesus arrived on the scene talking about a kingdom, even his own disciples were confused about what he was really talking about. For them, they shared the hopes of many of their fellow Jews that the Messiah or the Christ would come one day and that he would lead the people to overthrow Roman rule and usher the nation of Israel into a new golden age of prosperity. Which is why when Jesus starts talking about dying on a cross, his disciples are totally confused and they even try to change his mind about it. But Jesus understood perfectly what he was doing. He says, my kingdom is not of this world. Every political party and candidate has a platform right now, a clear statement of what they stand for and what they hope to accomplish. If you want to know about the platform of the kingdom of God, you need to look at Jesus. And when we watch his life, what we see is this, alleviation of suffering, healing of sickness, crossing of cultural boundaries, dignity restored, sins forgiven, hardness of heart challenged, caste systems broken, words of of comfort shared, light shining in darkness, new freedom from guilt, fear, addiction, spiritual forces of darkness, new relationships forged, new spiritual life poured out, and bringing people back to God as the source of life. That's what the kingdom of God is really about. It's reversing the effects of the fall. It is undoing the curse that we see in Genesis 3, bringing wholeness and healing to humanity through Jesus which is one of the reasons why the church should be at the forefront of working to prevent the spread of COVID-19 and helping those who have been affected by it. COVID-19 is not an American conspiracy. It is a global pandemic that has led to nearly one million deaths around the world. People in our own church community have been heavily impacted by it. And we are called to shine brightly in this time, to affirm human value, to enter into suffering, to comfort those who have lost loved ones, to offer aid to the sick, and to encourage those who are fearful, to play our own part in preventing the spread, and to pray for the good of our neighbors, both locally and globally. But too often, we, we make life about our own little kingdoms, about our security, about our vision of the good life, our prosperity, our health, our power, our freedom. And when those are threatened, we strike. There's a great picture of this in the Garden of Gethsemane when Jesus is being arrested by the Roman soldiers. Uh, Peter finds his own personal kingdom being threatened, and it's this king being taken away, and 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 not able to do the things that Peter hoped he would be able to do. And Peter's response is to take a sword and go to battle, even cutting off one of the soldier's ear. And Jesus is clear, put away your sword. As I look around right now, there's a lot of swords that seem to be swinging everywhere. And I can't help but think about Jesus saying to his own people, the church, his own followers, put your swords away away. My kingdom is not of this world. Go back to the Beatitudes, meekness, mercy, purity, peacemaking. Before you vote, before you post, before you hit send, before you open your mouth, before you walk into the store, remember who the real king is. The son of God, who loved us and gave himself for us, even on a cross. Remember what the kingdom is really about, bringing wholeness and healing to every area of life and every pocket of society. And then go out to love your neighbor. I played tennis again a few nights ago, and I found myself struggling with the exact same problem, not keeping my eye on the ball and drifting away from this basic principle. And during the match, I had to tell myself 20 to 30 times, watch the ball all the way in. And I wish it got just easier, um, but it just doesn't. It's the same with the kingdom of God. I wish I wish that I personally lived naturally with a sense a clear sense day in and day out throughout the day of who the real king is and what his kingdom is about, but I don't. We need reminders every day throughout the day of the gospel and what it is all about. And so here's my encouragement as we close. In the days ahead, you have a great opportunity before you. If you wanna be salt and light in the midst of politics and pandemics that are very divisive, stay close to Jesus. Remember who the real king is and remember what the kingdom is really about. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Amen and amen.